What is up, gents? It's your boy Alaska Whiskey coming at you guys with another podcast reporting live from the Mexican Caribbean. Psych, no, I'm reporting live from Zagreb, Croatia. Hopefully, you guys are doing good wherever you're at in the world listening. I know I got listeners from the United States mainly, Canada, Australia. Shouts out to all you guys out there holding down the fort. Um, let's go ahead and jump into this podcast. I guess a lot of big changes coming. Um, I kind of want to talk about a couple of things I'm feeling right now at the moment. And I actually did a YouTube video today, so I feel pretty good. I've been very busy these past couple of days. So I've been trying to get content out a lot more often. And I kind of want to make this a professional platform, you know, moving forward. Um, I, you know, I definitely want to capitalize on my podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people always sit there and say, you know, you should always do things for free, but I don't believe, okay, we live in a system where nothing is free. You need to understand that. I mean, everyone's doing something for a benefit of a transaction. Is every person like that? No, but a majority are. I mean, this is the societies we live in, no matter where you go. And I've traveled enough to know that this is just the way we are as human beings. This is human nature. It's been the society we've compiled, right? So um, I have some big moves for the podcast. So stay tuned for all those changes. Um, I do want to get other people into the podcast. I got to figure out how to do that. So um, if you guys have any other suggestions of how to go about that, let me know in the uh, in the inbox. Um, I heard they actually get rid of it off Anchor, the uh, messages, I guess, or something like that. So um, if you got any suggestions, any comments, probably should send them in while they're still available. Because from now on, I'm just going to post a podcast and then continue my life. That's pretty much how it's going to be. So big updates coming up. So I've been here in Croatia about a month. Um, and, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the next moves and I guess I'll get into debts, living life abroad and getting a house, man. I mean, this is a big, uh, big, big announcement to you guys is, uh, I've actually done a lot of traveling for the past two years. You know, I've been really stagnant, man, in my life. And I've realized, man, it's time for me to take it to the next fucking level, man. Like, you know, I've been sitting, I could pretty much live like this indefinitely. I know that already. I know in my mind, the way I live minimalistically, I could live like this for the rest of my life, just traveling and I'd be fine. Even with all the chaos, all the stuff coming, I would be fine. I've always been as high the survivor's wit. That's just the way it is. At the end of the day, from my crappy upbringing to being homeless in the car for a year, joining the military, going through my trials and tribulations there, to getting out, to you know, almost being on the street again before the scandemic, all of that stuff, man. At the end of the day, a lot of path and a lot of walls and roadblocks that came up in my life, you know? So at the end of the day, it's not going to stop me for the next challenge. I just realized that maybe I'm comfortable because this is the easiest I've ever had in my life. Think about it, you know? Imagine you're in a position, you're single, you know, you're only, at the time I was 24, um, you're living in Mexico, you can go to the beach every day, you got your computer, you do some classwork here and there. Um, you pretty much could go and grab a bite to eat a nice little steak for yourself or, you know, a nice little mixed drink. Um, you know, you go enjoy yourself on a beach for a couple hours. You have some senoritas, which that went downhill real quick, you know, because Americanization of all the women in the world. But we'll talk about that in another podcast. So, you know, that's kind of one of the biggest things I realized that my life has been very comfortable since I've since left the Marine Corps. And I realize I need to shake up my life a little bit, man, because for me, I want more. And for those who want more, you're going to get more. You know, will it come with more challenges? Will it come with more, you know, roadblocks? Absolutely. You're going to have a lot of stuff to, to really push past to make the goals happen that you want. And for my angle, I've told you guys this time and time again, Japan is my angle. I actually want to own a piece of property in Japan. 
Um, obviously not now in my life right now. It's not important, but at some point I want to make that happen. So um, one of my biggest goals right now at the moment, I know you guys are talking about the housing market. Why do you want to buy a house on this market right now? One of the biggest things I learned is this. You can never time the market. You spend time, time in the market, and then two years go by, then three years go by, then five years go by. Now you can't buy a house because the prices are so high, you have been outpriced out of the market. So that means you will live on exorbitant high rent prices and own no piece of property till the day you die. And do you really wanna do that? I don't think so. So for me, I realize this is a perfect time at 26 where it's time for me to go and acquire a house you know that's a big step for me i mean think about it i've lived very comfortably um i really haven't had i've had massive responsibilities you know being in charge of marines and marine corps and you know doing a lot of different things that most people don't do you know at my age especially i mean i was in from 20 to 24 you know i was in for four years and i would tell you it doesn't matter whether you're infantry or cook or whatever your mos is at the end of the day it's a big job it's a full-time job man to be a marine man it's not it's not easy I will tell you that for what it is. So I think uh, now my next journey is to go and uh, acquire a house, man. You know, yeah, like I said, stop time in the market because they're already saying within the next, what, five to six years, if you don't go and get a house, you're going to see the prices double or triple. You think they're going to crash? They're not. Yeah, they may go down a little bit, but within the next five to 10 years, those prices are going to shoot back up to a point to where if you don't invest in now and just go and buy the house and take the loss, you're gonna regret not getting one at all. And I don't wanna be that person, I'm sorry. I would like to have a roof over my head and I'm single, I don't have no kids. You know, I have, I'm have i financially killing all my debt, which I did as of yesterday. You know, I threw a couple hundred dollars towards most of my debt. So I'm basically besides student loans, which, you know, I could pay that off instantly. I'm in freaking no real debt. So at the end of the day, I'm ready to take on that next step and be a homeowner. You know, I want to go back home to Alaska. I want to give me a piece of property. And I realized this is the best time. You know, yes, again, you know, I it, I could have got it cheaper like a year ago, which I kicked myself in the ass because January of last year, I could have bought a house back home. I was financially at the highest peak. You know, now I'm doing well for myself. But for a couple of months, I was, I was uh, you know, up and down, you know. And then back then, I had the perfect plateau, like, of everything. Um, credit cards, all of that stuff. And I could have went. And got me a house and i just for some reason in my mind i said fuck it i'll go to mexico and you know see what happens and you know life there was pretty good i mean but there was a lot of issues i dealt with living there as well but that's life you know not everybody's gonna have the same experience that's one thing i've learned so for me i think uh getting a house is an important thing so I, yeah i will plan going back home um when that time is you know i'm, I'm charting about october to december um, you really don't have to be physically in an area to really get a house. Obviously, have somebody inspect the house. And, you know, I know some people locally that I've known for years to go and look at the house and send me video and all that stuff. Let me know, like, what repairs need to be done, all of that stuff. Look at the clauses. Make sure the documentation you're signing is is worth what you're going to get out of the house. Basically, you know, I know all of that. So at the end of the day, I think it's that time for me to have a piece of property. You know, it doesn't matter where you go at in this world today, man. I mean, if you don't have a house to go back to, you know, that's that's a damning thing, man. And I feel for like all the people right now, you know, who don't have uh, the opportunity to buy a house. You know, they did last year. They, they again, it's, it's timing the market is what killed a lot of people, you know, like financially is that they tried to sit there and time the market. Oh, well, prices are too high. Let me wait like six more months. Now the prices are even higher. 
you should have bought it six months ago or 12 months ago. I'm kicking my ass too. Don't think that you're the only one if you're listening to this. I feel the same way. But now I have to eat those losses and do what I have to do, you know? And it will be a challenge. It will be a lot of stuff that I have to do in order to maintain that house. Um, there's gonna be a lot of stuff I have to do in terms of, I mean, thank goodness I don't have many bills, so that's perfect. Um, I'm pretty minimalistic. I only have two other bills as of right now. Um, I think my cell phone, um, one other bill that I pay, and my rent. So yeah, if I paid mortgage, I mean, minus utilities, which I barely use utilities already as it is, my bills would be pretty minimal. I mean, I'd say about two grand is about the most that I'm ever gonna pay for most of my bills, which I know you say that's like, goddamn, you know, that's a pretty good deal. But I mean, it all varies on where you live at, the house, you know, the interest rate, the fixed mortgage, it's all of that stuff that I have to factor in. You know, again, as I'm a veteran, you use VA home loans, so it's completely different, right? Versus civilian loans, right? They're not the same. Um, so you have it at a certain, you can get it at a certain fixed rate with some of the companies. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you guys updated on the housing stuff. But I, like I said, I'm planning on going back home, man. I just, I realized that I'd rather have a piece of property, man. And uh, I can, you know, in living abroad, your life is a lot better. I'm not going to lie. Living outside the States for the past two years, you know, going to other countries, my life has been a hundred times better. But I realized that, again, at the same time, I'd rather have that at those assets, man. Once I get those assets, it's like, it's over. From there, it's like, you know, your money just makes itself and I can just go wherever I want after that. I don't even have to come back if I want to. I could just stay gone and rent out the place to somebody else and have a property manager and then manage other properties, you know? So I've really been thinking about that, man. I've been really thinking about taking on the next journey. So that's the update for you guys on that. Um, I mean, life in Croatia has been pretty good, man. Not really much going on here. I mean, it's pretty chill. People here are chill, good food good alcohol which i haven't really been consuming that much these days and uh you know i've been working out staying in shape focusing on my bachelor's degree don't care about any of that stuff but again it's to keep myself busy and to have it under my belt right you still gotta you gotta understand no matter how fucked up a system is and the way things are and i may not like the way society is or i may know it's wrong at the end of the day i have to do what i have to do in order to survive that's the problem with People in the truth community is they don't understand that you still have to live life. You have to pay your bills. You have to get those accolades. You have to get those trades, those certifications, because if you don't get those things, you're finished. Well, you know, where you're going to end up at on the street. Do you want to really be on the street? I've been on the street. It's not fun. It's not pretty. It is horrible. I will tell you for what it is. So do what you have to do. And that's one of the things I want to get into the next point of the podcast. Pay your fucking debts. If you're not paying your debts, pay them off. Stop playing around because you need to realize something. That house is your end goal. You may not think of it as your end goal. It's your end goal. And to those who already have a house, I salute you. You know, you may think of it, damn, I'm stuck in the States, but in the long run, you're going to thank yourself. And at some point, you're going to be able to travel. Don't think that it's never going to happen. At this rate, you see how they're going with all these agendas? It's a slow roller now. You know, two years ago, it was pretty fast. Now it's slow rolling. So you'll have your chance to go abroad and hit some other countries. Don't think that you're never going to see the day of light of that. It's just right now you have other opportunities or other things you going on in your life that you have to focus on. One of the biggest things I would tell you guys in this podcast, again, I'm giving you free financial coaching advice because I just don't care anymore. I got my own goals, aspirations. I'm done with financial coaching. I have another type of coaching. Life coaching is what I'm going to start doing. So if you guys are looking to get any consultations on life coaching and where you want to go in your direction, let me know. Again, inbox me and I will give you guys the whole spiel obviously at a solid rate because you know right now i know there's a lot of stuff going on and i'll be willing to help guys out because again the money doesn't matter to me i really don't care so let's go ahead and jump into this 
Uh, but the debt, man, you guys got to get into that debt, man. If you're not paying your debts off and, you know, you're bullshitting around, you're letting collections just stack up, charge-offs, I highly recommend you start chipping away at it. I'm not saying take all your savings and throw it on there. I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to recommend that. You know, me, I like taking extreme risk. So for me, I like to go and pay off massive debt. I just go and do it and I don't care. You know why? Because I'm by myself. I don't have a family or dogs or anything to take care of. Now, that's a different story. If I had a family, you got to be a little bit more careful with that. You can't just go and throw all your money towards debt. It's, it's not beneficial because you need to have that emergency funds in case something happens. So what I highly recommend to you guys is start chipping away one by one at those collection companies. Call the collection companies. Like, that's literally what I did yesterday. I went on a, a Credit Sesame. And Credit Sesame is way better than Credit Karma, by the way. Don't use Credit Karma. It is absolutely useless. The score is never correct. Credit Sesame has all three scores and it's correct. So when I my, my score came back from my housing, uh, housing uh, VA home loan thing, and I realized that it was like, I think 80 or 70 points less than what my score actually is, I was like, okay, yeah, we need to fix that. So I went on Credit Sesame and I saw my actual score. So Credit Karma is a very falsified way of showing your score. I would not recommend. I think for your accounts, even it missed the marks on that because I didn't know I had four derogatory marks from like five to six years ago. So I had to go and call, you know, one bank, which, you know, it was a military bank that I used at the time in California when I was uh, in boot camp. This was five plus almost six years ago. So I had to call them and I was like, hey, uh, I see I owe a debt here. Like, uh, you know, what I got to do to pay it? And they're like, hey, here's the collection number. So I called the collections lady. Of course, I got the confirmation number, the name, and I also got the phone number. So I can call them back just in case they don't, you know, do anything or mark it as at least fully paid. Um, it doesn't have to, it, I know it's not going to come off my credit report. You could pay to delete, but that's becoming harder and harder. And there's a lot of statute of limitations. So don't bank on it coming off your credit report. You know, I don't really truly believe in that happening. But um, I ended up calling them. And, uh, you know, I was able to negotiate a rate. It was safe. It was basically $500, right? And I said, hey, uh, the best I can do, you know, there's inflation and stuff going on right now. You know, you got to sell them some story, right? Obviously, I highly recommend that. Don't just pay the $500. That's stupid, especially if it's five plus years old. You should still pay it because paying the oldest debt, you may not think of it as mean anything. You just wait seven years. Another company can pick up that debt and them seven damn years start all over again for your collections. I hope you know that. So you running from your collections is not gonna help. Just pay the fucking bills, man. Even if at the end of the day, you may be not even the one that got our, that uh, that paid the service. Maybe it was, they charged you an extra month or this or that, just pay it anyway. Why are you gonna sit there and let it wreck your credit? You may not think it matters, but it does. In the long run, it does matter. I know there's guys out there who are gonna try to debunk me, be like, oh, paying collections doesn't help your credit score. Okay, there's so many stories, so many people who pay their collections, which I have as well, medical bills at the time, like two, what, four years ago? And them damn bills raised my credit score. So I'm telling you, pay your collections. Don't, don't play around with that. Again, it varies on the individual. I don't know how each credit, again, it's all variable. So you, at the end of the day, it depends on how it's gonna work for you. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, pay your collections, don't bullshit around with that. So I called the guys and I, I wagered down, I think 325. So I only paid them 325 to get it fully paid. So again, negotiate with them. You know, obviously don't call them with $2,000 of collection debt. Maybe like, hey, I only can pay $100. They're gonna look at you like, really bro? Like, no, you can do a payment plan for like six months to eight months. I recommend that as well. But start to chip away at those collections and charge offs because 
Credit Sesame, again, had I not went on Credit Sesame, I would have had no clue why my credit score was hit that hard like for the past like six to eight months. And I never did understand it. And I was like, on Credit Karma, it's not visible. So you don't see it. On Credit Sesame, it shows everything. Your old court, everything. And I paid the premium service, which is $15. It's only $15. So highly recommend Credit Sesame. Pay your collections, that's number one. So if you're not paying your collections, you're not paying off those charge off cards, credit cards, pay those off too. Navy Fed, I got a high debt on that. I'm not gonna lie and say it for what it is, I do. And I've actually been paying on that for the past four months, five months now. So I'm telling you guys, get on that debt and pay it off. Because when you do, you'll thank yourself. My credit cards utilization was 60%. 60% man. And the crazy part is my cards are minimal. They're not even high, like high cards at all. And the thing is, is that when you have that revolving debt, it makes that utilization very high and it damages your credit report every time, every time. So I highly recommend you, they say keep it below 30%. I say keep it at like 10%. So if you can keep your utilization at 10%, um, I highly recommend it because them interest, them interest rates are gonna go up, man. And then that's what they're doing right now is that a lot of the cards, they're charging like five to $10 tack on every time. And I'm not even using the card and they're still charging me. I'm like, what are you charging me for what I'm not using? So what I had to do is, is I paid it off all in full a day ago, all of it, just all the credit card debt's gone. There's no credit, no more credit card debt. So my utilization is at 0%. Is I recommended? No, probably should have it at 1%, but I put it at zero because I don't want to use credit cards anymore. I have no interest in using my credit cards. The myth of using, not using it and it's going to harm your credit. That's a lie. That's not true at all. You do not have to use your credit card. Um, I think there is in the disclaimers or in the terms of service, I think there are a certain time limit. You do have to use the card. Um, some may be 12 months, some may be 24 months, but you don't have to use it every single month. I mean, there's no guarantee by using it every month that it's going to build your credit. I mean, yeah, maybe with a secured card, it's possible, but I think with a regular credit card, you know, it's a hit or miss. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's it, again, the, the, the FICO system is a joke. I mean, I think we all kind of understand this if you're listening to this right now. And I really don't care for the multiple FICO systems that they have to add a score. I think it's ridiculous. Why can't the score be from zero to like 200? I mean, is it that fucking hard? Yeah, you knock it down to zero, you're a dumbass, right? If you got 200, good on you. I mean, it's you're paying your shit and doing what you're supposed to do. Why can't it be so simple? I don't know. Don't ask me. Ask the people with the agenda. But yeah, big thing, collections. Pay off your collections. Maintain your utilization rate below 30%. Do not sit it at 30% because I swear to you, I've seen people say that and their credit score gets hit still. So I highly recommend that. And if you can increase your credit um, limit, I highly recommend you to look in that as well. You don't have to use the, the credit. I'm just saying if you can increase it, do that because it will offset some of that debt and it'll actually fix your credit score as well. People think it doesn't, but it does work. You can do that. You know, if you're able to increase your credit card limit from 300 to 1,000 or 2,000, it makes a big difference, right? The utilization rate changes, thus means your credit score changes, right? So, hey, tips for you guys. Um, and I would say the biggest thing when applying for a mortgage, if you plan on getting a mortgage loan um, for your house, is I highly recommend you guys do not go, man. Do not go and apply, which I regret now, you know, because I'm 14 days are going to pass and I'm not going to apply for any other um um, bank loan for a uh, mortgage and uh, you know you need to find out again go to credit sesame and find out what your actual score is because credit karma is a lie it is not telling you your actual score and they'll pull back your score and be like yeah man credit karma said i had a 790 well uh this says you have a 610 
what? How do I got a 610? That, that's a massive loss in credit score. But that's how it is. You need to check and check and check and make 100% sure that you have the right credit score. Because if you don't and you try to apply, they're going to put you on a the hook. They're going to be like, hey, well, we can't do anything for you till you fix this. So that's what I've been doing is I now I got to go and I got to pay my debts, which I did already. So next month, they all should reflect. I should see a massive jump in my credit score. So um, we, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I think it's a, a big thing to definitely focus on your credit, man, because think about it, man. I'm, tell, I'm going to tell you a couple ways of how you can get credit. Again, I'm not no longer doing financial coaching just because... I'm done trying to tell people how to do their finances and people don't listen, right? So why not just air it out? Why not just say it for what it is? You listen, cool. If you don't, I don't give a shit. My life goes on. I'm going to keep making podcasts. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and break down, I guess, um, the uses of credit, man, is why you think you should care about credit. I know a lot of people, some of you guys out there probably hold cash and you know, you think cash is king and cash is king. I'm going to say it is. I love cash. If I could take out all the money in my bank account and keep it in a box somewhere, I'd do it. But at the end of the day, I know I can't do that. That's It wouldn't be smart because if a natural disaster happens, that money's destroyed, happens all the time. Um, somebody could break in my safe, steal all my shit. In Alaska, probably not as much because you probably would get shot just because it's a carry state. You know, it's just the way it is. And, you know, all of these different types of things going on. So at the end of the day, I wouldn't highly recommend holding more than might be $500 in cash. I just, I just wouldn't recommend anything beyond that. Anything beyond that, you're setting yourself up to be robbed. It's just the way it is. So unfortunately, we have to use these banks, you know, CDs, and also focus on um, credit. And that's why I say credit is the more important because when you think about it in the near future, that's where we're all headed. We're headed towards a system of massive credit. It doesn't matter what country you live in. In the next 10 years, credit is going to be all you have to stand for. And if you don't have good credit, you're screwed. It doesn't matter if you got a million dollars. I've seen that where people have thousands and thousands of dollars and they couldn't buy jack shit because they didn't have credit. The company said, I don't care if you have a million dollars, you ain't got good credit. I'm sorry. I can't sell that to you. Like, you know, through that, you can't, I can't do it. We only do credit here. So see, credit matters, man. I think uh, Mike Tyson, Yeah, I think it was Mike Tyson. He actually wanted to buy a chain, I think, many years ago, and that happened to him. He had a bunch of money, but his credit was jacked up. He could not buy that chain. Somebody else had to buy it for him, and of course, he paid him back. But it's that's how it is. You got to have credit straight, man. So I highly recommend you guys because you can think about what you can do with credit, man. You can go and you can get a house with that uh, piece of credit. You could also go and, uh, you know, really build up your business. I get business uh, freaking credit cards, which you can use those business credit cards to use to make purchases. Then you can get those as tax write-offs, which you guys probably didn't know. You know, you also can go and use that same credit card and you have the airline privileges. You have the freaking um, lounge privileges. You have multiple different cards. Yes, the debt, you know, debt is a big thing. That's why you spend the cards responsibly. Don't go and just swipe it because it has $10,000 on it. Have some self-control when using credit. The power of credit is in your hands. It's a massive thing. You may think of it as stupid, but it is a powerful thing. People have made money off of credit. I'm talking about regular people who may have had nothing. As soon as they got their credit score straight, business, credit score, high credit score, about 750 or 760, 800, whatever. And then at the end of the day, boom, they were able to flip so much money from just credit alone. I'm telling you, it's a big tool. You need to just know how to use it online look at all of these different references to credit i'm looking into it right now just the many ways that i can capitalize on credit 
at the end of the day that's what you got to do man in order to be in order to move up in this world you have to be hungry you have to be hungry if you're not hungry you're stagnant you can live a fine life that's okay but if you you'll, you'll go and you'll end up hitting the grave and you'll be thinking to yourself damn i could have did so much more i could have took that opportunity i could have did this i could have did that that's what you're gonna have in your mind you think you won't but wait till you get old you're gonna feel that way that's the reality i mean we all get old that's just what happens so i'm telling you don't play around man get your credit straight pay your debts um you know uh, get them collections done, man. You know, I, I believe me, I was running for them collections for a long time. I was not going to pay them. I said, I'm not going to do it. When I was in the military, I didn't pay them. When I got out of the military, I still didn't pay them. And I'm like, okay, six years later, yeah, it's time to pay them, man. You know, it's not coming off my credit report. I already seen one that was riding uh, all over again that I had to pay for, so I paid it. And one that I didn't even have any knowledge of was like Verizon. I didn't even know I used Verizon at that time, but I owed them like $360. I paid them $360, so they got their money back. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think besides that, you know, debts is definitely covered. We definitely covered debts today. Um, Sorry for all the vibrating and stuff, massive emails, things like that. Um, A lot of moving parts going on right now for me. So, Um, but yeah, like I said, I I just think it's time for me to move on, man. Close this chapter of this travel chapter. You know, I've gotten all of that out of my system. It's time for me to really focus on getting property. And uh, I want to build on real estate. I really want to do that. I don't want to just start buying random properties. I'm not saying that, man. But I do want to go and start uh, uh, getting, uh, you know, later on properties, like two properties, three properties, and start renting them out. Obviously, I ain't going to be price gouging people. See, that's the thing with me, man. As long as my mortgages are at a good rate, I mean, there's no reason for me to price gouge, like, freaking up the ass. Like, dude. As long as I got money to live comfortably, that's all I care about, man. I'm sorry. I'm just not that greedy, man. You know, I just, I don't care. I think that's just the way, you know, again, it's being raised with having nothing that makes you kind of happy when you just have just enough, right? Or over enough, right? And you're just like, hey, that's okay with me, you know? If I make more money along the way, that's great. But I'm still going to live the same minimalistic lifestyle that I continue to live today. I'm not going to go and buy a Lamborghini or a freaking big ass house or something. I mean, it might be a little bit bigger than what I'm going to get, you know, but at the end of the day, dude, I live within my means and I like being just comfortable, man. It's all that matters to me. You know, those people who chase those materialistic things, yeah, they may get the, they may get that money and they may get it, but guess what? They're going to have that revolving massive debt. They're going to be flexing stuff that they they can afford, but they realize, damn, I make $200,000 a year. But I'm spending $150,000 of it on useless shit that I don't need. And none of this stuff is going to make me money back. So now I'm only really making $50,000 a year. You see how that works? That's why I say don't look up the, don't look up to materialistic people who act like the rich. Look up to the rich people who wear their same fucking clothes, eat the same food, got all their money in the bank account. You see them going. When they travel, they ball out or they do this or that. Those are the types of, like up, I guess, wealthier, just... Uh, better off people that you should be paying attention to you shouldn't be paying attention to dumbass puppets or actors or none of these losers man they don't have no money you know what they have they have a thing called a cpn if you're familiar with the cpn that is a uh, uh that's one of the numbers basically like witness protection you can it's basically like a, a social security number that you get you know going to witness protection and or you know scammers do it all the time i already know this because it's been in the media a lot lately and uh celebrities get cpns so where do you think a majority of their money comes from those cpns massive credit resolved credit you think any of the amounts of money that these clowns they say make you think they really make it's called giving them a title that's what it is it's a title when they 
are acting, it is a title for them. Hey, he makes $30 million. Do you really believe he makes 30 million? Hell no. Why do you think they live in a busted house as they live in? Then when they say they live in the big houses, some people go around them and they never see the people at the house. What does that tell you? It's because it's a facade. They don't make that money. The CPN is all the money they make. And that is only but a certain amount of debt they can acquire. And then when they are getting paid those royalties is only a certain percentage, maybe 10% of what they actually make off of their network. So at the end of the day, do you really want to follow clowns like that who don't care about you? And then on top of that, they live a fake lifestyle compared to the regular people like us who actually live a real lifestyle with the money we make. Just saying, the power isn't to you, man. It's not into those fucking losers, man. Because they're losers. That's truly what I believe in. All of them are losers. Artists, all of them losers. They're just, they're fake facades that you follow and worship that don't even care about you and their life is fake in itself. And you follow them? Really? I don't follow nobody. I follow myself. I put myself on success. Yeah, I may watch a movie here and there. I may, you know, listen to some music. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean much to me at all. What matters to me is me. And that's all you should be focused on is yourself. Focus on your own success, your wealth, your health. Stop caring about what these other people got going on out here. Because at the end of the day, are those people going to pay your bills? No. Are those people going to fucking make the money for you? Are they going to lift the weights? Are they going to sprint down the fucking hill? No, they're not going to do none of that for you. You got to do it yourself. So why sit there and, and pedestalize people? I just, I don't understand what is the trend with that. Why would I want to marry somebody who pedestalizes a loser like that? Are you serious? <laughs> they can't even pedestalize themselves. Why would I sit there and care about anything they have going on? That's why I'm not married, dude. I'm telling you, it's, it's the biggest reason. It's, it's, it's not the biggest one, but it's one of many reasons why I'm not married. So yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a lot coming ahead. And uh, like I said, when, you, when you're a single guy or a single woman, you know, whoever's listening, um, it can make life a lot easier for you to take bigger risks. I mean, even when you're married, take a risk. I'm not sitting there saying, you know, like some dumbasses I heard in a comment section on Bitcoin and stuff like that. Um, some of these guys were, you know, and other family members, they were taking freaking like the mortgage and throwing it in Bitcoin and they lost all their money. Okay, don't do shit like that. Okay, if you're that dumb, I mean, you got what you deserve. I mean, but at the end of the day, I don't recommend that. Okay, be more smarter, be more... Uh, be more uh, conservative with your investments. Don't sit there and, and waste thousands of dollars. One guy said he lost $100,000 on a stock market crash. I said, you got to be freaking kidding me. I'm just like, who puts all this money in there like that? I would think to at least do maybe 10% is what the max I would have put in there. $100,000, I don't think, I don't care if the stocks are shooting to the moon. I'm still not putting $100,000 in there. That just makes no sense. You're going to take all that money. What are you going to do when you have no money? I mean, you, you took a massive loss. You got to think more conservatively when you have a family. When you're by yourself, you can take those high marginal risks because if I end up homeless, I can take care of myself. <laughs> Literally, that's that's how it is. When you're single, you can take care of yourself. And most of the time, if you're single, you're not going to put yourself in a predicament to be homeless anyway. You know, and if that does happen, you're going to survive and rise back up again. That's just the way it is. You're hungry. You're driven. You're going to keep making stuff happen. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things that makes me kind of glad. You know, sometimes uh, many months back, I was kind of down about it. I'm like, damn, I kind of want a family. And then at the same time, I'm like, damn, I'm glad I don't have a family. Months later, I'm like, it was the best decision to never have kids, a wife, nothing. Like, now I can make those decisions, get a house, a car, which I'm never going to get a car, don't need one. And, you know, because think about it, you save like $10,000 a year by not having a car. I mean, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And yeah, I bet a lot of you guys didn't know that, by the way. Um, obviously, if you need to commute to the city and, uh, 
you know, you got to take the long drives and I recommend it. You, you got to have a car. But if you live in a massive city where you can take transit, why not go and take the transit and save your money? Oh, I don't want to be around people. Bro, you're around people every day. You work at your fucking job. You're at the house everywhere. You're dealing with people. So get over it and save some fucking money and go ahead and get rid of your goddamn car. I'm just saying it for what it is. That's why I never got a car for many years. I mean, people always has wondered why, damn, this guy has never got a vehicle. Even in the military, I wouldn't get a vehicle. And I said, why? Because I have... I had debt at the time to pay. And then on top of that, why would I put myself in more debt to get a car? Does that logically make any sense? No. Plus, on top of that, I knew I wanted to travel someday for a couple of years. There would be no reason for me to buy a car. That's just massive debt, again, that I have to acquire. Then I got to fix the car if it breaks down. New engines, probably a couple of grand if that happens. You know, converter, just a bunch of stuff that I got to worry about. Then gas, insurance, just ridiculous stuff that I don't want to deal with. A house I can handle, cars is just a whole different story, man. That, that you know, a house, at least if a house breaks down, you can fix it, right? A car breaks down, that dude, it may be endless. You may be paying on that thing forever, right? A house you can do yourself. A car, you, these days, you can't even do it yourself because most of those cars are all electric. Like, I don't mean electric like a Tesla electric, but I mean, it's like a lot of electronics in it. You can't just go and fix it yourself. It's not that easy anymore. Not unless you're buying older vehicles. So if I say older vehicle, absolutely, I could probably go buy one. But again, that's still insurance, gas, maintenance, tune-ups, rotations on tires, all of that stuff. No, not doing it. Maybe in the near future, I may get a vehicle. Who knows? But right now, it's, it's not in the cards. So yeah, I got, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, I coupled a couple different things. Just wanted to take a break from my daily activities to do a quick podcast for you guys. Um, I'm doing well. I mean, I've been working out a lot, doing a lot of running, feeling good, um, eating good. I haven't been eating as unhealthy. I haven't even eaten out in days, by the way. I've really been that that cheap. Like, I don't even eat out. After paying most of my debts, I just, I won't eat out. So now I'm just chilling out, you know, at the house cooking and stuff like that, which I think it's healthier anyway. So um, I tried a lot of the Croatian food here. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, like I said before, um, and yeah, man. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. Like I said, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, let me know. Um, I will be, like I said, heading back to the 49th state. I know I said I wouldn't go back to the snakes, but again, you got to think about it from long-term investment, right? By having that roof over your head, if anything goes sideways, at least I have a home to go to as opposed to having no home. Imagine just being displaced. You have nowhere to go. That is the worst feeling in the world. And I know how that feels and it's not fun. I'm telling you, being homeless is not fun. So, because living in this place right now that I pay for, there's no guarantee that in six to 12 months that, you know, say I could just stay here, say the, the visa requirements were different later on, like I could stay here a whole year or something. Then at the end of the day, what if in that six to 12 months, the rent shoots up to a thousand dollars a month? You think I'm about to pay a thousand dollars a month to live anywhere here? No, I'm going to get up and leave. And then what if I go somewhere else? Same country, next country, the rent's $1,500. So you see what I'm saying? So. You gotta understand them rent prices are gonna keep getting stagnant. The the these these owners, not all of them, but a majority, they're gonna get greedy. They're gonna get hungry. They're gonna be like, hey, I, I can price gouge. And guess what? If these people don't even got the money, I kick them out and I get richer people to move in here. And then I rent and then I renovate the place before they come in, make it look better, and then I get the richer people in here. That's what they're gonna do. So at the end of the day, you need to understand that. Getting a house is paramount right now. You may not think of it, oh, I'm gonna wait next year. Wait till next year then. See what happens. I guarantee them. I guarantee them. House prices gonna be up again. You think they won't? I bet they will. Wait. You gotta think the long term game, not what's going on right now. You need to think about, huh? 
Maybe in the next two to three years. I wonder how the house prices are going to be. Oh, I'm waiting for them to crash. They're not going to crash like 2012. 2012, 2013, you're going to see the prices that low. I don't think we're ever going to see them that low ever again. I might be wrong, but right now, I think they're going to just keep increasing. I mean, I, I truly believe that. You know, They may drop down for a little while, but I think that's going to be a small window for you to get in there and get a house. So I say within the next year, you should be focusing on really getting a home. I mean, I, th I know I've been stressing this on every platform, but... I see the writing on the wall, man. And you will not want to be in these crazy chaotic times with no house or at least a roof over your head. It's just, it's not recommended. I mean, I just, I wouldn't recommend it. So hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. If you can't stay locked in, stay locked in. Peace out, guys. Coming at you guys from Zagreb, Croatia, as always. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care of yourselves out there and peace out.